Welcome to So Dead, a podcast where we show the world just how immature we can be. <laughs> I'm Jen Carpenter. And I'm Danny Fairman. Happy True Crime Tuesday. And happy Taco Tuesday, Deadheads. So we have been at this podcasting thing for about five months now. I can't believe you've stuck around me for five months. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Um, so we've been getting to know each other pretty well, I would say. Um, I think I talk to Danny pretty much more than anybody else at this point. Right? I, a, I feel that way, too. <laughs> there's a lot of coordinating that goes into all this. Like, I talk to people at work, but then, like, outside of work, mm-hmm. you and Dave are the only people yeah. that I really talk to. Yeah, same. Not you and Dave, you and Dax for right, me, but right. you know what I mean. Sometimes, Dave, <laughs> he's our technical guy, right? <laughs> right. Right. Um, even though our friendship is fairly new, we've known each other for a long time. Um, we were teenagers, 10th grade, so yeah. that's 15, 16 15, years. 16, and teenagers are the worst. 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 Um, and I say that as the mother of one teenager <laughs> and one recent non-teenager. I say that as a former teenager. Yeah. And I, I was the worst. I, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so you know what you're talking about. I do. Um, but today, we're going to talk about some teenagers who... Like, legit, were the actual worst. And bonus, these are both personal stories that involve members of our own families. I'm so excited. <laughs> excited about murder? Uh, well, yeah, obviously. Uh, else we wouldn't be doing this. True, but true. these are like our personal stories. I know nothing of yours. You know nothing of mine. Yes. We're both legit going to be surprised. I'm just we're really excited. Legit. No, we're not always legit surprised. Because no. we work together a mm-hmm. lot, so... I'm just yeah. super excited to yeah. hear the story All right. and how your family has a murderer in it. Not my family. Oh, damn. <laughs> no girlfriend. All right. Okay. Mine not either, but go so, on. So I'm going to tell you about my kid's great, great uncle Don on their dad's side. Great, great Not uncle my Don. side. <laughs> um, I had a great uncle Don growing up. He was a nice guy. He brought me a doll one time when he came to visit. It was one of those really creepy, like really cheap plastic, but life-sized dolls. Was kind of terrifying. Um, my kid's uncle Don was not like my uncle Don, uh, but fortunately, they never met him. We only found out about their uncle Don recently after the boy's aunt did some familial research through like Ancestry.com, 23andMe, something like that. Um, so I'm going to tell you about him. Okay. So Donald Tomelko was born in the mid 1920s to Emgard and Risty Tomelko in Owasso, Michigan which is about 40 miles northeast of Lansing. Uh, A couple years later, the Tomelkos had another baby, a daughter, Jane. Jane was my kid's great-grandmother, and I had known her since I was about 15 years old um, when I first started meeting the family type of thing. And let me tell you, she did not like me. Um, Really? Looking back, I think, you know, I was 15, but... I've always kind of been like an alpha female. Mm -hmm. She was for sure an alpha female. Yeah, they don't go well together. But she also held these like traditional values to the, not really, but to the point that she felt Mm -hmm. that maybe I was supposed to like. For everybody else, she held them. Yeah, I was supposed to obey her grandson type of situation. Oh, no. Um, And I was maybe just a little too feisty and a little too outspoken (laughs) for her liking. You're too much of a she-tiger. I was too too much of a she-tiger for that she-tiger. Right. Um, But then also now, looking back and after researching this story, I kind of view her differently um, in the way that, like, I had no idea 
these things that she'd gone through that had to have like shaped the person that she became. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, you know, she's passed. She passed about 10, 11 years ago. So I don't know that things would be any different. Right. Um, but I would definitely kind of look at her a little differently now, I think. So uh, in the late 1930s, the Tomelcos moved from Owasso to Ionia. So, so they moved from the east side of the state to mm-hmm. the west side of the state. Mm-hmm. And by the early 1940s, they were living the small town American dream. They were prominent members of the community. They owned a successful restaurant, Ionia's Coney Island, and Don was a high school football hero. At just 17, he was six feet tall and over 200 pounds. So he was a big kid. That's Yeah. And for back then, that was yeah. not normal to have a six foot mm-hmm. kiddo. Um, he was popular. He was charismatic. Uh, he was a self-proclaimed big shot. A self-proclaimed mm-hmm. big shot. Um, a real what lady a killer, some might say. Uh, he had plans to join the Navy as soon as he turned 18, and he almost made it. Uh, on February 27th, 1943, Don joined some friends at the local juke joint in town. Eek, I love the, a juke joint. I know that's how the papers described it, juke joint, um, that had a <laughs> reputation for serving alcohol to minors. But let's be fair. This was the early 1940s. Mm-hmm. We were still in the throes of World War II. So some of these kids were just like a couple months away from being sent off to war. Right. I mean, what's a beer at the local juke joint when you're getting right. ready to go to war? Right. right. So Don was there that night hoping to hook up with a girl he'd been dating. Like a lot of popular small town athletes, Don was said to be a little bit cocky. Uh, so you can imagine kind of the types of things he was saying as he's sitting there with his buddies and he's drinking and he's talking about his girl, you know, just mm-hmm. cliche. Um, right. But then around midnight, Don's girl left with someone else. He was furious and humiliated. So he started drinking a little more heavily. And as he did so, he set his sights on another girl hanging out at the juke joint that night. 18-year-old war worker Clara Johnson had just finished up her shift at the nearby factory, and she stopped in for a drink. The pretty blonde was a former classmate of Don Tomalco's, and the two were casual acquaintances, although he would later say that he didn't even know her name. He just knew her by sight. Um, What a dick. Yeah. So they talked, (laughs) they flirted, and then they left the juke joint together around 1 a.m., The following morning, Ionia resident Mike Long arrived for work at Stout Elevator Company, where he happened upon a gruesome discovery. In an alley behind the building, he found the body of a young girl atop a coal pile. Her head and face were so badly beaten, she was unidentifiable. No. According to police, she'd been hit with a spiked club, which was later determined to be a two-by-four with a nail sticking out of it. Oh. She had a broken arm and had also been struck several times about the head and face with an iron fence post before being strangled to death with her own undergarments. So all of that happened and she didn't die until she was strangled. That was what actually killed her. Um, Though she was partially undressed, she had not been raped. Okay. Wow. Um, At first, authorities believed she was killed during a robbery, as the $20 she had in her purse and the watch she'd been wearing were missing. And then, also, living in Ionia, which we've talked about before, where Mm -hmm. mentally ill criminals came and went as they pleased pretty much from the asylum, um, that had to be considered a, a possibility as well. 
But when they started asking about Clara's whereabouts the night she was killed, where she'd been, who she'd been with, the same name kept coming up, Don Tomelko. And when the police went to question Don, he was nowhere to be found. Um, as it turned out, he'd stolen an oil truck, which he later ditched in Eagle, Michigan, which is where I live. So he was kind of headed headed east um, and south, kind mm-hmm. of towards Lansing. Right. He hopped a train to Lansing where he pawned Clara's watch at a local jewelry store the next morning. He told the jeweler that the watch belonged to his sister that had just died. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he used that money to flee to Canada. He turned up three days later, over 700 miles from home, at a train station in Montreal. Uh, He was bloody still. He still had the same bloody clothes on. He had scratches on his hands and face. Um, He was out of money, and he was panicking. So he called his mother and asked her to wire him $50. She called the police instead. Good for her. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Don Tomelko was picked up by Montreal authorities as he waited for that $50 wire transfer to come through. Um, but they weren't called the police, right? It's Canada, aren't they? The Mounties? Is that what they are? I don't know. I think you're right. Am I right? (laughs) The Mounties? I want to believe that he was picked up by Mounties, so that's what I'm going to say. Okay. (laughs) He was extradited back to Michigan to face a charge of first-degree murder. Police theorized that Clara had resisted Don's sexual advances, and as it was the second time he'd been rejected by a pretty girl in the same night, he flew into a rage and murdered her. What a For dick. his part, Don said, I was in an ugly and mean mood all night. A funny feeling came over me. I suddenly turned on her and strangled her and kicked her head and face. I don't know why I did it. Police said he was completely emotionless during his arrest and questioning, even when he was given a telegram from his family that said, we love you and are praying for you. Don's mother blamed his actions on alcohol. It's the damnable liquor someone got for him that did it, she told reporters. what? Damnable. Damnable? Damnable. I don't know. It was the 1940s. Like that damn liquor, but she couldn't just say damn. She had to say damnable. I don't know. Okay. Um, So many of Don's classmates showed up for his murder trial. The judge barred anyone under the age of 21 from entering the courtroom. The only exception was Don's 15-year-old sister, Jane. Again, my kid's great-grandma. Um, Don was convicted of first-degree murder at the age of 17. He was sentenced to life in prison. Moved by Clara's death, State Representative Burt Story introduced legislation to mandate death by hanging for first-degree murder convictions, which would have made Michigan a death penalty state for the first time in its history. Right. That legislation failed, obviously, because Mm -hmm. we're still not a death penalty state. But how crazy would that have been? Right. um, That that case would have been the catalyst for bringing the death penalty to Michigan. Um, 20 years after Donald Tomelko's conviction, Governor George Romney, father of Mitt Romney, uh, commuted his sentence, and he was paroled at the age of 37. Stop it. He relocated to Bridgeville, Pennsylvania, and he married Joanne McCracken. It's a terrible last name. They had two sons together, Donald Jr., who was born in 1968, and Robin, who was born in 1970 but died a month later. Both Don Sr. and Don Jr. had repeated brushes with the law over the years. Of course they did. But nothing serious like beating a teenage girl to death for saying no. At least not that they were caught for. 
Right. So, you know, of course I did searches by names and went through old newspaper archives Mm -hmm. and I could just find here and there, both of them. And I could tell which one it was by their age. Um, you know, drunk driving, theft, sometimes it didn't even say what they, what, what the charge was, just what their sentence was, but both of them had repeated run-ins with the law. Um, so now this man's related to my kids. It's their great grandmother's brother. This is Mm -hmm. grandma Jane's brother. That's what we called her. It was Mm -hmm. grandma Jane. Um, and I spent a considerable amount of time with this woman. We had many conversations. You would think I would remember like some stories about her brother, right? Right. As it turns out, no, her own kids, her grandkids, nobody had any idea that she had a brother that was a convicted murderer. She never spoke about him, hmm. um, and everyone only found out about Uncle Don a few years ago thanks to the internet. Knowing her on the level I did, which, mm-hmm. again, we weren't super close. She didn't like me. I also wasn't a fan. Um, I just I always remember this one story about her of mine that is just so – when my son was born, I was 18 when I had him. Right. Um and we were somewhere, I don't know, she came to town and she always made a big deal when she came to town. So we went somewhere, the mall or something, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Um, and he was being fussy. He was maybe three months old. Sure. Um, and I picked him up and I was kind of bouncing him. Um, and I was like, you stop that crying ring to spank your little butt. Of course, I'm not going to spank his butt. He's a th- three month old. You right. know what I mean? Like, right. At least let him turn one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> But he was just a baby. I was just joking. I was talking. And she goes, you tell me if your mommy ever hurts you. We'll call Child Protective Services. We'll take you away from that rotten mommy. Right in front of everyone. In the middle of the mall. Like, that's the type of woman she was. I think I just kind of walked away and then hung on my own till it was time to leave. I don't really. That makes me sad. That moment shouldn't have been like that. That's the type of woman that she was. I mean, she just wasn't a pleasant woman, to be completely honest. Mm -hmm. She wasn't. So, well, I mean, if your brother was a murderer, you would probably. Right. And she was 15, and, Mm -hmm. you know, she lost her mom not many years later. And so she definitely, like, I view her differently now than I did at the time. I just thought she was mean and miserable and awful. Right. Um, And she, she was. Right. But not but without reason. Now you have a different perspective mm-hmm. as to why. Um, mm-hmm. But just knowing her the way I did, she was so caught up in appearances. Oh. She would – she never would have told anyone. She would be mortified right. to know that people found out about her brother, I think. She's going to haunt you. She's going to haunt me now, yep. Yep. Um. <laughs> So, despite my connection to this case, I have no idea if Don Tomelko is still alive. Uh, I could not find a death notice or an obituary anywhere. If he's still alive, he's in his 90s. But his dad uh, lived to be 92. So, it's possible. Have you found any Tomelkos? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I found his wife. His wife died in the 90s. I found their baby, Robin, died in 1970. Um, but not him. So I don't know. Um, mm. And so as I'm researching this, you know, of course, the first, we all want visual representation. Um, I found a picture of him. It was the picture they used in the paper. It was his last yearbook photo before he went to prison for murder. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was good looking. But I just, you know, my kids are both fair. They have blue eyes and blonde hair. Oh, do they look like him? 
My oldest. <gasps> my oldest looks like him. They have very similar noses and their mouth especially. That's crazy. Because um, I think your kids look so much like you. But you know what he also looks like? He your looks husband No. <laughs> I see a bit of a resemblance there. No, no. Uh, he looks exactly like Nick Jonas. Stop it. Yes. Swear to God. So I call him okay, the so Jonas. Okay, so you sent me the picture in for sure. Yeah, I call him the Jonas brother killer because he looks oh exactly like Nick Jonas. That's so funny. The so Jonas disclaimer, our Jonas brother killer is not actually a Jonas. We're going to post a picture right. of him on the website so you guys can see for yourselves how that's much he funny. looks like him. He does. So that's the story of Uncle Don. Uncle Don. So my story happened on January 14th, 1970. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, a young female college student was hitchhiking from Big Rapids, Michigan to Ferris State College. So Big Rapids is about 60 miles north of Grand Rapids. Okay. Um, kind of, I would say like, to me, when I think Big Rapids, I think the Mount Pleasant area. Yeah. Um, Just a little west of there, though. Right, right. So she was hitchhiking from Big Rapids to Ferris State College, which is very local to Big Rapids, actually. It's not far at all. Mm-mm. Um, and as one did in 1970, you could hitchhike. No. Well, you shouldn't have, but yeah, you did. people did. You know? Mm-hmm. So she was she was picked up by a young man, and while in the car with the young man who escorted her across town... He attacks her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He attempted to sexually assault her, but she was able to get away and report it to the police. Just a few days later, on January 19th, another young female college student was hitchhiking the same route from Big Rapids to Ferris State College. While in the car, she was attacked and raped. Mm. I know. Maybe start a bus service from Big Rapids to, <laughs> to Ferris. Ferris State. Maybe. Just a thought. Just an idea. So trying to flee, her attacker wouldn't allow it and held her captive for a few hours. So I'm sorry, this is the first girl or the second girl? Second girl. girl. Okay. So he raped the second girl. He d- he just assaulted the first girl. And the second time he proceeded further. Right. Okay. So then he held her captive for hours. Mm. Um, after she finally did escape, she also reported it to the police. Okay. So now 10 days later, on Thursday, January 29th, Norma Jean Bagby does not show for her 5 o'clock shift at the local drugstore. Okay. Her fiancé, a student at Ferris State, reports her missing and last seen at 10.30 a.m. that morning. So how old's Norma? Do we know? She, I believe, is 18 at okay. the time. So she's or young 19. Girl. She yeah. might be 19. Okay. Mm-hmm. The next day, a motorist driving down a farm road, which back in that time... Everything was a farm farm road. Mm -hmm. Um, Just two miles from Grand Rapids, found woman's clothing Hmm. scattered all along the road. So he reported it to the police, which I find interesting because I'm not sure I would report scattered clothing across the road. I was just thinking about the other day I was on my way home and I was driving down a pretty main stretch of highway Mm -hmm. and there was a black garbage bag. Is that the the one that I posted i don't know did you see the one i posted on our facebook page no. i found a black garbage bag in the middle of saginaw oh no this and was then on... the next day it was on the side of the road no this was on um right road 
M100. Okay. Headed out towards Eagle. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was already on the side of the road, but it was a black garbage bag, but there was something sticking out of it. And just out of my peripheral vision, it literally looked like a leg with a shoe on it. Ugh. And I was like, oh my God, is there a body in that bag? And then I was immediately hit with the, do I turn around and actually go look? And then I was like, no, this is a busy road. Someone else will see it. And you wouldn't think like this is, that's mm-hmm. not the murderino instinct. But no. um, if it was a body, I don't want to be the one to no, find I it. Don't I don't want that trouble in my life. I know. And it, and it is, I mean, it's a very, very busy road. So if it was probably my eyes and my imagination playing tricks, but if not, right. somebody else. It we would have seen it it's on the, the murdering It's murderino in you that makes you say, must be a body <laughs> <laughs> right right more likely than not it was not because i think we right. would have seen it on the news by now right <sighs> okay continue i don't know um so yeah so he reported seeing all the clothes scattered across the street to the police so police started a search of the area and they found norma's partially nude frozen body near the road in shrubs norma had been beaten and stabbed multiple times Ugh. i know um, police found evidence that linked all three attacks together and were now on the hunt. They released a sketch of the suspect to the news stations, and the VP of administrations at Ferris State warned women not to go out alone and to always use the buddy system. And don't fucking hitchhike. Not that, right. or not to victim blame, it's, it's not your fault, but seriously, do not hitchhike. For real. Worst idea ever. And, you know, I really... I think it's important, especially like now in the whole Me Too movement thing. Like, let's talk about women needing the buddy system. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't need the fucking buddy system. People need to learn to just keep their goddamn hands to themselves. That's true. You know what I mean? It's so sad that we are the ones that have to go, oh, I can't go out by myself. Or the porch light needs to be left on because I don't feel safe outside my own front door. Mm-hmm. I need to have somebody with me or some sort of safety light to make me feel that way. How about you just mind your own fucking business and keep your hands to yourself? Yeah, that's just... You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do. It's just not how the world works. It's not, you know? but and it really pisses me it's off. It's upsetting, you know, to say like, oh, no, don't go jogging at night. I should be able to go jogging every time I want to. Right, but... I know. Self-preservation... For sure. Is... is I agree. Nobody's going to preserve preserve yourself like Better yourself. Better than you. No, so, I know. I yeah. agree. I just think it's also so important while we're teaching women to do this that we are also teaching other human beings to just keep your fucking be hands good. to yourself. Yeah, right. yeah keep no, your hands absolutely. to yourself. So anyway, so tips started coming in from the sketch on TV. Um, one tip came in that led to the arrest of eighteen year old supermarket stock clerk Michael. Kedrovics. Kendrovics. Kedrovics. Kedrovics. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this dude was married. <gasps> He's 18. Uh-huh. And had a seven-month-old daughter. Oh. Whoa. Yeah, piece Michael, of shit. you started early. I know, right? Well, that's what you did back then, right? I, yeah. I mean, not in In the country, when you only had country, country roads. Yeah. I don't know who I'm judging. I had a baby at 18. Yeah, see, okay. stop. Okay. I didn't get married, though. <laughs> I'm that stupid. <laughs> um... So Kedrovics, who was a Cub Scout in his youth, was arrested at 4 a.m. on February 6th. His car was seized by police at this time also, and after they removed molding glass and handles for evidence, they released the car back to the family. 
So they did what they were supposed to do. They didn't sell it at auction? They didn't sell it at an auction. Oh, that's mm-hmm. good to know. But his dad apparently threw a fit because of the condition of the car. Don't be a douche. Like, your son's already a big old fucking douche. Like, Right. Dude, let them do their thing. Mm-hmm. Your son murdered and raped women. Yeah. Stop. So it was discovered that Kedrovics raped Norma Jean Bagby and stabbed her multiple times. <gasps> when he left her in the field, she had crawled to the road to get help. Mm. He came back wanting to make sure she was dead and beat her to death with a shovel. Why her? I mean, the first two he let get away. She, he, she must have known him, maybe? That's maybe possible. she knew him or at least like knew that where he worked or something because he let the first two get away. Why? I don't know. It's possible. But was he just were es- being released of that's him. That's true. But like, so, was he just escalating or yeah, like the first one he there didn't was rape, a reason. the second one he did yeah. rape, like it just kept getting worse and worse. Yeah. I don't know. And he was married Ugh. with a daughter. Oh my God. Ugh. So later that year, Judge Harold Van Domelen. I don't know how you say that. The judge. Yep. He imposed a 40 to 60 year sentence of second degree murder, um, which he pled guilty. Okay. So good. Um, Kedrovics also pled guilty for the rape and kidnapping of the January 19th attack. Okay. So we don't know the names of the first two victims. Right. Which typically sexual assault victims names are not released. Correct. So he was sentenced to 40 to 50 years for rape and then 50, 15 to 20 years for kidnapping. Okay. Um, my mom told me this story. Okay. Because she's been on dates with this Michael guy. Oh my God. Yeah, isn't that fucking crazy? And she said she knew him and a group of people from the roller skating rink, (laughs) which I loved that. And she, I think she said that the person who called in the tip was one of her friends. So. Because they saw it. And she said she remembers seeing the sketches and she was like, I, you know, somebody said, that looks like Mike. And she was like, I don't know. She's so like, she lived never... in the area. Yep. She at lived the time. in the area. Yeah. And I mean, when you say she dated him, how. Like one or two outings. And no, she. To... Like how recently, too, when he started attacking girls. Do you know? Um, well, it had to be much sooner before that because he, she said he wasn't married. Okay. So and didn't I mean, have a baby. Right. So, so maybe a, a year or two. A year or two, I would okay. say. Yeah, like she was young. So young, like high school age. And, and then, to her, it may not have even been like a legit date. Just, yeah. Like it would have been like a hangout any, maybe. I don't know. Not are any dates age. legit at like 15, 16? Not when you have to check yes or no. I don't think so. <laughs> right? Not but, when you have to get dropped off by mom and dad. Right, right. So, yeah, that's our connection, my oh. family connection. My mom went on a date with a murderer. Did she? Dating a murderer. Never good for anybody. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that nuts? That is. Yee. So, all right, guys, file dump time. Since we've been talking about killer kids and our families today, we thought we'd tell you a little bit about our kiddos. Yay, kids. You go first. Me go first? You go first. So I you have... got more to talk about. <laughs> I have two sons and two stepsons. Um, my oldest, Austin, is 20. That's old. He is old <laughs> and he makes me feel old. Um, he is super into sports, always has been, um, 
supermodel good looks and i'm not just saying that he as his mom a he's like ridiculously mm-hmm. handsome he's a good looking um dude. he coaches wrestling and baseball and he's taking college classes and he's my more practical um by the book mm-hmm. kid um he's also my son that has epilepsy which we've right. talked about before that started when he was 10 mm-hmm. um he is at the time that we're recording this podcast, he is about a year and a half um, free of any major seizures that would put him in the hospital. That's incredible. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, and then my son, Ethan, is 16. and He's he, also a little cutie patootie. Yes. He has long hair that's getting darker the older he gets. Mm-hmm. I say long hair. I mean, it's not. I did put it in a ponytail the other day, but it looked like a little pebbles and bam, bam ponytail. So not like long, (laughs) long, but getting long. Um, The longer it gets and the older he gets, the darker it gets. He's got green eyes. He is my little hippie. I mean, there's no other way to put it. I say he's my dad reincarnated, but my Mm -hmm. dad's still very much alive. Um, but he is just, just like him, just like him, even when he was like little, little, um, and to this day he can walk out of the house without shoes on and not realize it. And I have to be like, dude, so funny. you're not wearing shoes. Let's put some shoes on. Um, he just head in the clouds, but so smart that I can't hold the conversation with him. Right. Um, he's a little creative mind as well. So he's got a YouTube channel and he's like a political. Stop. Oh, that's right. You told me like, about that. Super into. I think I saw one of his things and I <laughs> was like, I don't understand. No, he tries to talk to me and I'm like, I can't. He'll be like, Mom, want to read this six-page paper I wrote on the economy for no reason? Dave was a political science major. Um, and Maybe then he can talk to him. Yeah, I can't even hold a conversation with him. That's crazy. He's like a little genius. That's how it's supposed to be. Our kids are supposed to be smart. Yeah, he is. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, and then my stepsons, um, they're actually funny because um, Chris is 15. Okay. Um, so he's a year younger than Ethan, but he emulates Austin. He tries to be exactly Aww, like him. Likes cute. everything he likes, does everything he does, tries to dress just like him. That's like a joke around mm. and he's like, okay, look at little Austin over here. Aww, Austin is cute. actually his coach. Austin oh, coaches really? yeah, the J V baseball awesome. team at Waverly. So he's his coach. That's so cool. Um and then Nick is more like Ethan. He's he's a little more techie. So Ethan's creative and mm-hmm. free spirit hippie kid. Nick's more techie, but he's also kind of heads in the, head in the clouds. Just a different they could team kind of kid, be like a force so to reckon with. Yeah, so it's just kind of a a, a weird. That's a good blend. Yeah, they all get along really well. Awesome. I'm outnumbered ridiculously in my you house by are. males. No but girls. No girls. Um, yeah, so I'm super outnumbered. I always thought I wanted a girl, but the later in life I make it, the more I'm certain that like two of me would not have been not a good, good for anybody. Mm-mm. So there's a reason that that happened. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. I do have a blended family. Mm-hmm. I have a stepson who is 12, and my daughter is four. Yeah. They're so cool. They're very opposites. He is definitely like, it's interesting because he is like, he's got traits of an only child. Okay. But he's like the best big brother ever. Because he, is he an only child in his other household? He is okay. an only child in his other house. And he was eight years old when he was born or when, when she, she was, born. was born here. That would be a feat to be eight years old by the time you were born. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> 
feel bad for that crotch. Uh, <laughs> but okay. um, yeah, I he's awesome. He's he's very much a rule follower. Mm-hmm. He always has been very kind, very smart. He's got the memory like you wouldn't believe. Um, what else? What am I missing about him? He has a metal detector. He has a metal detector. He is so good at karate, too. He is a junior black belt. Oh. He's only 12 years old, and Fancy. he's had a black belt for a couple years now. Oh. He's getting ready to start the adult classes, and he's very excited. So we're super proud of him for that. Awesome. And he's recently taken up choir, oh. and he keeps getting the solos. <gasps> nice. I'm like, want to come sing on the podcast? Right. He can sing us a theme song. Right? That'd be so cute. And then uh, little Cecilia is... Crazy. She's cute. She is adorable. She is, but she is sassafras and I love everything. Oh, she's obsessed with Harry Potter. (laughs) What four year old likes Harry Potter? Her. She freaking loves him. She loves him. She loves him specifically, Harry, or the whole like franchise. Right, but is Harry her favorite? Weasley's her favorite. Mm -hmm. Which is interesting to me. Would you say, Dave, Ginny Weasley? Or Hermione. She looks like Hermione. She does look like a little Hermione with her crazy hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know where that crazy hair comes from. It's very straight, but it's always, like, big. She looks like she just jumped out of the bounce house. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So funny. So funny. She's funny, though. Um, She's smart. She's very talkative. She's a prankster. She likes to play tricks on people. Yay, kids. Mm-hmm. So between love us, kids. we've got... Six. Five boys, one girl. Yeah. It's a lot and of boys. And that's where that number is staying. Yes. Yes. Neither of us are having any more. No. No. Nope. Knock on wood. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for making us part of your day. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon at So Dead Podcast. You can also find us online at SoDeadPodcast.com. And email us your feedback and story ideas to sodeadpodcast at gmail.com. Now get out there and shine. You magnificent what the fucks.